Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. I really did feel like our sleepers uh, helped the people on the fantasy streets last week. So I kind of want to revisit that first week of the, the fantasy playoffs here, obviously. Um, we, talked to, we talked a lot of real football. We got to talk a little fake football, too, pal. Uh, let's talk with some sleepers here for you, and you can kick us off. What you got? Well, I do like Jared McKinnon. I mentioned that earlier. I think he's a guy that you could play this week against the Texans, so start with that one. But my first one here, and you might accuse me of hedging my bets, but Alec Pierce, uh, I'm going to lead it off here because I am so excited about Michael Gallup. Uh, Excuse me, Michael Gallup. That's a Freudian slip because I've got him. (laughs) I'm excited about Michael Pittman going against this this Vikings team. I mean, dude, the, the Vikings. What the, what the F is going know. on with their defense? I mean, they are absolutely just just horrific. And, you know, horrific. I went back and I was watching uh, Amon Ross St. Brown against them uh, yeah. because, you know, I'm charting for reception perception. The stuff's on the in-season tracker, by the way, on the website. So go check it out. But okay. um, Jamison Williams had his first touchdown in that game against Vikings. And it I mean, congratulations, Jamison, on having the easiest first NFL touchdown of all time. I mean, yeah, just a straight up coverage. And it's like, wow, the speed. I'm sure the highlights have been tweeted out there. It's like, yeah, the speed. But like, what was 24 doing? I mean, whoa, this is a horrific coverage bust. But that's been the theme of the Vikings defense of late, uh, really all season long. But especially lately, the Vikings allow the most yards per attempt since week 10. They are one of three teams uh, over they're one of excuse me one of four teams over eight yards per attempt allowed since week ten. They have just six sacks since week ten, and only the Bears, Falcons, and Chargers have fewer sacks since week ten. The really? Bears and Falcons were on bye, and they also stick. So, guys, <laughs> <laughs> show you where where the damn uh, Vikings are at right now. Oh uh, Michael God. Pittman has run around on 100% of the dropback since week 10. I feel really good about Michael Pittman, obviously, but Alec Pierce yeah. we know is the <laughs> vertical guy in this offense, so. Obviously, Matt Ryan not going to push the ball down the field, but that sack number is really interesting for Ryan because I know Ryan has looked like he is ready for the glue factory the last couple of games, but you have to remember. (laughs) Wow. You have to remember that he was playing the Cowboys, an absolute like vicious, can smell blood in the water defense, and before the bye, uh, well, I mean, not before the bye, but the other primetime game uh, was against the Steelers, and the Steelers' pass defense is not that good, but – they do no. have TJ Watt and the boys up front. So I think this True. is a softer matchup for uh, the Vikings. And, I mean, for, for the Colts overall and Alec Pierce, um, you know, it's definitely more of a desperation Hail Mary play, but I like him as a sleeper. 
I like him too. Um, and I'll, I'll give you some extra matchup data here that would kind of sort of back that up. But the, the Vikings have given up uh, the most completions and yards on deep passes uh, since week number six. So over the, the last nine weeks, they've given up uh, the third most yards per target on deep passes. Dude, on deep passes, they've given up a 60.6% completion rate, which is the second worst in the NFL. That's, that's insanely high. Like league average is around like 37%. They're giving up a 60.6% completion rate on passes of over 20 yards. And they've obviously given up the most fantasy points uh, per game to wide receivers on deep routes over the last nine weeks. So no, they have been absolutely gashed there and outside wide receivers are going crazy. Cameron Dantzler, my goodness, what? Do they not have another secondary guy? Like Dantzler's so bad. It's a, it's like incredible. Like I just feel, I almost feel bad for him. Uh, and obviously yeah. Patrick Peterson has lost a step, but he's about league average. Dantzler's one of literally, I, I've got him graded out as literally one of the worst outside cornerbacks in the NFL. Well, you got to remember, this is a team that spent uh, a ton of draft picks in their secondary, but uh, Andrew Booth and Lewis seen, and they're both hurt. Like, so mm. they clearly saw this as a need going into this, into the season. And unfortunately yeah. the guys that they added there to inject some youth, um, you know, they've suffered injuries. So already probably right. were behind the eight ball in terms of personnel. And then they've suffered injuries. Same thing with Tennessee, right? Where we talked about yeah. the Titans as a team, you can throw the ball all over because they were already probably down bad from a personnel standpoint. And then they got really banged up. And then that's when just the floodgates open. All right. I'll give you a, a couple right off the top. Uh, Greg Dulcich against Arizona. He's a sleeper. Right? We all know why Arizona's the absolute worst team in the NFL uh, defending against tight ends. I don't think Brett Rippon at this point uh, is that much of a downgrade uh, from Russell Wilson. Sad as that is to say. Uh, uh, yeah. I've, I mean, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, I no, can't. it's, it's going to be tough. Uh, now, Dawson Knox, though, I think is a sneaky sleeper against Miami. Dolphins have allowed the third most fantasy points per game uh, to the tight end position since week number six. And, you know, we talk about some of the, you know, ailments of this offense. Um, them bringing back Cole Beasley, uh, I think, is also a signal to, okay, does Josh Allen trust some of these guys? Mm -hmm. You know what? Dawson Knox has seen a little bit of an uptick in his volume over the last five games, I think enough of an uptick to kind of, I guess, push him into like that, you know, top 12 territory. If push comes to shove, look, tight end's been an absolute <laughs> tight has been so bad this year. Dude, tight has been so bad this year that in my 14 teamer in the play, I picked up Jeff Driscoll because on your stupid game in Yahoo, they've got him <laughs> as tight end eligible. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, I actually funny story. Our, um, our fantasy overlord, Jason Klobaka emailed all yeah. of us this week. And, and, um, the email was essentially like, uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to, the, the subject of it was Jeff Driscoll slash rankings. Uh, and you know, it was essentially saying, you know, Hey, by the way, like, you know, when we go to rank this week, like you can, uh, Andy pointed this out that you can, uh, you know, you can rank Andy flag that he isn't a tight end ranking option on fantasy pros. Um, but since we have him with dual eligibility, we've reached out to if we see him as a tight end option. I, I, I never reply to these like group emails, you know, from our, from yeah, our yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah. But I right. replied, I was like, you could, 
<laughs> I, I just replied and I said, you could have given me 1 million tries and I never would have guessed that this e- is an email we would ever receive. <laughs> but then I looked it up and Jeff Driscoll did make a position switch, not to defend position eligibility stuff because I'd right. I'd rather be on a, a shipwrecked sea in an island somewhere than have to do that, like fight those. Remember the Tom Montgomery things when we were at NFL? Oh, like I was scarred. I was still scarred from those battles. Then we had the Jalen Samuels thing. So like these position Ooh. eligibility things can basically kiss my ass. But yeah. he, there yeah. are articles online of him like saying he was making a switch to tight end um, last going into last season. And then they brought him back and now he's a quarterback again. So, but yeah, yeah. no, I, for real though, the Jeff Driscoll thing, it is interesting. And, and it's so funny <laughs> that you bring up these two guys in particular as a sleeper. Cause I'm, I have uh, Greg Dulcich and Dawson Knox, like as my tight end platoon Ooh. on a, on a troubling amount of teams and james i never guess it right i never guess it right when it when Knox goes off i play dulcich when not when dulcich goes off i've played Knox, and he gives me a stone zero so i mean the last two weeks especially i played dulcich Knox goes off and then the week before that dawson Knox literally gives me a zero so you which one do you like better i'm asking you for me (laughs) I, how do you not like Dulcich against Arizona? Everyone scores against Arizona. Everyone does something against Arizona. You got to play. I, I would say you got to play Dulcich uh, this week, man. I, uh, and I, but again, it is a good matchup, you know, uh, for Dawson Knox too. I am actually really encouraged too. Uh, he just seems like a more prominent, uh, you know, factor in this off in this uh, Buffalo offense too. But so I get it, you know, it's like, okay, it's the best matchup on the board, but Denver's offense absolutely sucks. Meanwhile, Buffalo's offense is really good, but Dawson Knox probably going to see like, I don't know. I mean, three targets. Six, well, I mean, I'm hoping like five or six. Um, oh, I'd, I'd, I'd go streaking for five or six. <laughs> I think he's averaging about five over his last five games. So I think you can trust it there. I think, look, I think he'll get you, you know, anywhere between four to six targets uh, in this ball game. Um, and what he does with it, who the hell knows, you know, but, uh, but Dulcich has oh, been, uh, yeah, I know he's Dulcich has been, you know, and uh, a very up and down uh, part of this offense, but man, eight targets in back-to-back weeks for Greg Dulcich. So pretty good volume there. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, pretty good point. I'll probably go with Dulcich. Um, although I did tell our guy Ted Lasso in the Discord, um, not the Ted Lasso for the, those yeah. on the issue. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's debating between like, do I just play Dallas Goddard if he comes back on IR, or do I just roll with Greg Dulcich? I'm like, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably just stick with Dallas Goddard because it's like Brett Ripon. Yeah, but yeah. The matchup is really tempting. So, yep. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I got a couple more before we get to, okay. to your next guy here. Um, one. Uh, Pierre Strong, running back, New England Patriots. The, the Matt Patricia led New England Patriots, who I just dunked all over. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. yeah. Well, listen, I mean, they kind of deserve it. But listen, if Ramondre Stevenson sits and Damian Harris is not um, 
ready to come back. Now I thought it was interesting right. that Damian Harris like traveled with the team t- to Arizona, even though he was like doubtful. It didn't sound like he was yeah. even close to playing, but right. So I don't know if, if Harris is back out there, obviously you can not pay attention to this, but I mean, it's pretty dicey just week one of the fantasy playoffs to play a guy like Pierre strong, but I thought he looked pretty good against the Cardinals. I actually drafted him in this dynasty team that I was talking about, but I had to cut oh, him nice. for, um, for adding uh, to, to add some other dudes throughout the course of the year off the waiver wire. And he was like, you know, he's buried by Ramondre Stevenson, but injury creates opportunity at the running back position. And they get the Raiders this week who since week eight, uh, they allow the 10th highest defensive success rate uh, against the run. They have been run on the, um, <clears throat> excuse me. They've been run on the sixth most obviously because there's a lot of positive game script. I think this should be just a slow paced competitive game, nine rushing touchdowns allowed from the Las Vegas Raiders since week eight. So Pierre Strong, I think, is a guy that is a sleeper here uh, in week 15. Man, how confused were people when that other Harris ran in that touchdown? I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, wait, I thought Damian Harris was out. And then it's like this other guy who, by the way, runs kind of sort of like Damian Harris, all, just was yeah. like rumbling down and then punched one in out of. That's like the Bill Belichick special. You know, oh, you're like, yeah. oh, my God, who is this random practice squad guy that they've featured in this offense and then is actually randomly playing well? It's Kevin, Kevin Harris. Like, what? who is this guy? Unbelievable. Uh, what a what a weird um, set of circumstances there, because, again, you've got two Harrises. They both play running back and they both kind of sort of run the same, too, which is so strange. Uh, you know, I'm going to be a fan of Pierre Strong. The guy ran a four, three, seven, 40. Um, at 207 pounds. Uh, So that's very, very good. 36 inch vertical too, by the way, which is, uh, I mean, come on now. That's, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Um, okay. My final sleeper here for you. And I know we're simpatico on this one. Uh, Elijah Moore taking on Detroit. Detroit of course allows the most fantasy points per game to slot wide receivers since week number six. Um, Elijah Moore has mixed it up inside and outside, but still primarily a slot man there uh, for New York. I I think a lot of this obviously depends on the health of Mike White. Uh, But if Mm -hmm. Mike White is good to go, I do like Elijah Moore a lot uh, against Detroit. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, listen, I love the fact that Elijah Moore is back in the mix here. Yeah. Um, You know, this... This is the thing. When you get uh, a guy in into the Ayuk zone, uh, into the uh, Elijah Moore zone, you're taking small victories, okay? Once you get a guy like Diaz, <laughs> especially, I mean, I think you could argue that the Elijah Moore beef was way worse even than the Brandon Ayuk beef because they deactive, they inactive hit him one game, right? I mean, that was a thing that happened. Crazy. <laughs> that, you know, he, he, requ- he publicly requested a trade. So I think he's even in a worse spot, like coming, you know, reintegrating himself, getting back into the good graces of the team as Elijah Moore. But right. we know that Robert Sala talked over the bye week about changing him uh, to a to a slot receiver, trying to find a role for him. And I think that's pretty much what's happened. And then the last two weeks, man, obviously Corey Davis gets hurt last week, but even just going back to week 13, he's run a route on 80, 82.9% of the dropbacks. Um, he, he's a guy who's just been getting the lo- volume too, getting the love, man. You know, 10 targets last week, 16 targets right. the last two weeks. He hasn't done a ton with them, but we know he had the big game against the Bears with Mike White and Mike White's first start. So I do think it's possible here because uh, the matchup obviously against Detroit is is pretty good. 
Yeah, there you go. I, I, I knew we were going to be simpatico there, but yeah, no, this is uh, certainly a guy. And, and again, you know what? All these dudes too, by the way, I think Elijah Moore, especially like in DFS environments, I think is going to be really popular. I think he will be popular uh, for sure. That one makes a lot of sense to me. A couple more, and I'll, I'll go a little rapid fire with some of the ones I have. Like Michael Gallup again. Jaguars have the worst uh, defensive success rate allowed and uh, dropback success rate allowed um, since week uh, 10, I believe. So, yeah, you can play Michael Gallup for sure, even though it hasn't gone uh, so, so well uh, since he's gotten back. Um, right. I also like Romeo Dobbs and Terrace Marshall as like super Ooh. deep plays. Dobbs is coming back. Uh, I forgot most about that. Yeah, he's coming back. And I feel like obviously Christian Watson will be the bell of the ball, but, you know, from like yeah. a probably more of like a single game daily fantasy player, a deeper league play. I think Romeo Dobbs is, is a name we shouldn't totally forget about here. I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to see how that dynamic works together. A mm-hmm. fully healthy yep, totally. Romeo Dobbs and fully healthy Christian Watson. Cause really we haven't seen it this year. No, uh, again, you could get both of those guys run around on the outside. You got Alan Lazard, I think potentially kicking inside or playing outside if they want to do two wide receiver sets. But, um, but yeah, no, uh, that's that I come pull dude. I totally forgot about Romeo. I forgot that he existed. Oh my gosh. That's a, that's a great call. I love that. Anyways, whatever, neither here nor there. This podcast is running a little bit long, so I'm going to get out of here. Let the people go here. Uh, as we go head first into week number 15 here, fantasy playoffs week number one. Oh my gosh. It's the best time of the year, baby. Win or go home. That's what we're looking at right now. Uh, and as Matt said, that we got some games, we got some games up and down the slate here, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. let's go, let's make it happen. And of course, if you guys do have questions, um, dude, are you guys in the discord? Are, have you guys subscribed to this channel? My God, what is going on? Go to receptionperception.com, sign up for uh, a, a subscription today. And of course, subscribe to the podcast as well. All right, for Matt Harmon, I am James Coe. See you. 